Welcome to the Might Sound Wild podcast. I'm Ron Wayne Scott. And I'm April Loyal. And today we are talking about the customer is always right. That is a phrase that has been circulating around every industry that you can think of for a very long time. Decades, centuries. If you're like me, you grew up hearing that with every job you've ever worked. And today we're gonna tackle on whether that is always true or not. And we will do that right after the break. Hey guys, it's Michelle Hatcher. I'm chief editor for Might Sound Wild, Shore Shooters and Mountain Escape. We're growing our team this year and looking to partner with some new photographers. We could specifically use some people in areas like the Outer Banks, North Carolina, Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, Clearwater in Sarasota, Florida, and also along the Gulf Coast in areas like Panama City Beach, 30A, Navarre, and Destin. If you're looking to fill in your schedule or make some extra money, we would absolutely love to help. So fill out an application at mightsoundwild.co and I'll personally get back in touch with you. This week we are tackling the age-old slogan, the customer is always right. But is the customer always right? That's the question we are asking this week. And we'll just share some of our own experiences here about why we think the old saying, the customer is always right, is not necessarily always the case. I think, too, you can go into this with the right attitude to start with. First of all, before you before we start busting the myth and pointing out times where the customer isn't always right, I think a lot of this has to do if you're if customer service is a priority to you and if you're listening to this podcast, you know that that is something that we kind of preach a lot. Customer service is very important. Um, professionalism in general is super important and a lot of times it gets overlooked when you're an entrepreneur, when you can do things on your own, when you're your own boss and you're not working for someone else. Some of that can get tossed aside. So I'd like to say, before we start busting the myths, that having the proper attitude on how you're gonna deal with customer issues is half the battle. It is. And we have an incredible team so we, we have people who work for our company that handle customer-related issues all the time. And when I say all the time, it's because of the nature of our business. It's very high volume. So if you're a photographer listening to us, you may have two, three shoots a week during your busy season, maybe three weddings a month during your busy season. The likelihood of you having customer-related issues is probably a lot slimmer than ours. We're dealing with how many how many in the busy season shoots do we have a night? Uh, sometimes 30 plus right in one night. 30 plus in one night guys. So think about that across a three four month span and then the stuff that trickles in in the off season. We're bound to have some customer related issues. You're dealing yeah. with a lot of people. you're gonna get a lot of different opinions on how we did things, whether it was right, dealing with a lot of photographers. Dealing with a lot of things. So let's hop right into it and talk about a few times where we have determined that we have to stand our ground, stick to some policies, stick to some things that we know works for us, even if that makes the customer, in this case, wrong. Right. You you kind of have to keep in mind you're the professional, mm-hmm. but you don't want to put that across to your, you don't want to come across to your customer in an arrogant type way of, well, I'm smarter than you. You don't want to do it that way. 
but you do want to gently explain as the professional in your field of here's why that won't work. And I would say the, the issue that we have to deal with the most is if you're a photographer, you know that if you're doing an outdoor shoot, you want to do it when the lighting is the best. Mm -hmm. And one of the issues that we have all the time is, especially for shore shooters, is we have people that want a morning shoot, but they don't want to get up really early. So <laughs> they don't want to do it at sunrise. And they want to so, do it an hour after sunrise. Right. They want to do it at 9.30 which or is 10 o'clock in the morning, which yeah. is way past sunrise, mm -hmm. especially if you're talking about during the summer months. Mm -hmm. And there, I'm sure there's a lot of photographers out there who will give in and sure. say, okay, sure, we can do 10 o'clock. This is like the perfect example. The customer cannot be right here. Right. They and don't that, know. And the, it goes back to the thing that you are the professional. Mm -hmm. You are the photographer. You know outdoor lighting. The client does not. Mm -hmm. So if you give in to that client, you're going to end up with an upset client because they're going to get their pictures back and they're going to hate them mm -hmm. because of something that you could not control, which is the sun. Right. So here's how you answer that question then, just, just in case you're, you're listening to us right now and you're going, okay, well, I'm, I'm the shyer type personality. I typically get bullied by my clients. Um, we have seen plenty of people like that. It is goes against my nature to be bullied by someone. So I have to think like the people who do struggle here, yeah. whereas they just want to um, really make their client happy. And they've got that old school mentality, like customer service, the customer's yeah. always right. We're, you're an expert in this field. You know, if you wait till after that 45 minutes of golden light, either morning or afternoon, you know that it's going to cause problems. So that is exactly how you deal with that situation. Just let them know like right away. I know it's early, but I, here's why I can't shoot any later than that. We've got a window of opportunity. It's all about the sun. Get practical with them. Show them examples if you want, or talk about the shadows casting on them, the squinty eyes. Yeah. In our case where we live, we talk about the heat a lot and we exactly. know people don't want to sweat to death at their shoot. So we just go ahead and tell them it is way cooler in the morning. You're going to have happier kids happier husband, if they're not out there sweating, just give them the real practical reasons why it won't work, but don't leave it open for negotiation. Right. Period. This is why I do this. Um, I hear our, our team constantly explaining this. My husband and I work, um, both work from home. He works for shore shooters. You can hear him on the phone explaining why we shoot at certain times of day all the he's, time. He's one of the people that gets those phone calls mm -hmm. all the time of, why do I have to do my sh my morning shoot at 5.30 in the morning? Yeah. And he has to explain this pr during the summertime. He probably has to explain that to at least one person a day. They're going to tell you why. So just be prepared, especially with this, this um, example. They're going to tell you why they can't do it. I can't, yeah. you know, especially with the evening. Kids are going to be in a bad mood, yeah. so on and so we forth. We can't stay up that late. That's past my son's bedtime, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, we put our kids to bed at 7 o'clock at night, mm -hmm. so we can't do a shoot at 7 o'clock because that's yeah. their bedtime. And you just have to explain to them the reasons mm -hmm. why. And you were talking about being bullied mm -hmm. by the clients. 
I, I had a situation like that way early in my photography career to where I got talked into a morning shoot later in the morning. And this was, this was the hottest part of the summer. And this lady, she insisted that, you know, we can't do six o'clock in the morning. And me being a new photographer at the time, I gave in to her and said, okay. I let her push it back. They ended up being 30 minutes later than the time that we had originally scheduled. Mm -hmm. And so by the time we got out to the beach, it was close to 90 degrees already. We get out there, we shot for about 10 minutes. She looked over at her husband, his shirt was soaking wet and he had sweat running down his forehead into his eyes. His hair was soaked. She just looked at him and said, I think we're done. And that was the end of it. And they just paid all that money. They paid all that money. And then they didn't get any pictures that they could use because her husband was completely covered in sweat the entire time. And there there was absolutely nothing that anybody could do about it. And it was one of those times where the smart aleck inside of you wants to say, I told you so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the way you avoid that is stand firm from the get-go. Right, Like, don't right. even show up. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I know that you don't want to be bullied up front, but if you deliver, if you give them poor quality pictures, you're going to get bullied a whole lot more on the backside mm-hmm. after the shoot is over and they see those pictures. I think another topic that um, you can easily be persuaded with is location for shoots. Yes. So I know that when you're dealing with high volume like we are, it's like one in every five shoots are going to try to persuade you to do what they think is best. And what they mean by that is it's best for us. It's best for us to not have to go anywhere or go too far as the professional who you're charging them quite a bit of money to be the expert, Yeah, you have to put your foot down if you know that's not going to work. There are m- so many examples of places that don't work for pictures. And you guys, if you're listening to this, you know if you're a photographer, there are certain locations that, are, um, that just don't deliver the best result. Whether that's a view, crowd, traffic getting to this place. Like you know more about where they're asking you to shoot than they do if they're especially if they're on vacation but even if they're not on vacation if this is like a you know you're a small town photographer and, and it's people in your own town they just don't understand what works from the uh, standpoint of final product like you do so you're gonna have to set some boundaries there yeah that's that's one of the things that we deal with a lot with our smoky mountain business mm-hmm. is the people rent a cabin in the mountains and yeah you look out the window of that cabin and that view is spectacular it's a beautiful view when you're sitting on the couch in the living room of that cabin Mm -hmm. looking out all of that glass in the front of the cabin and you have a beautiful view of the smoky mountains 
but that doesn't necessarily translate into a good place to take pictures. That almost never translates right. into a good place. Right. And to let them know that is like you're dealing with people who are not photographers. They don't understand the world of photography at all. Yeah. And like you have to learn how to explain to them in a way that makes sense, like non-photography terms, sure. why this doesn't work. And it's sometimes that is a huge challenge. I found that the few weddings that I've had there in the mountains where they're like, we thought we could just do all of these photos here on this deck, this deck looking out of this beautiful mountain view. Yeah. And I have sometimes when I am a loss for words, I will shoot the photo and then just show it to them. How yeah. god awful it is. That's that's a good way to do it. Is yeah. just show them, hey, that's look, not going to work. That's how I say. Yeah, <laughs> so it, like, that's it, not going to work. It might it might look beautiful when you're standing mm. on this deck looking out, but as a photographer mm. trying to get 15 people into mm. the shot, it just doesn't. You've translate. got a railing in the background. They're shaded. The background's lit. Yeah, they definitely don't understand that concept. Right. I'm like, get your iPhone out. You guys take a few iPhone pictures. That'll be what it is that you think it's going to look like. But when it comes to the real deal, that that's not how it's going to turn out. So exactly. You've got to set some boundaries. You do. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more on the customer is always right, and I put a question mark after that. <laughs> Coming up. Hey guys, it's Brianna LaCosta. I'm the social media manager for Mountainscape, Shore Shooters, and Might Sound Wild. I want to invite you to stay connected with us. We post regularly and we want to see you interact with us. You can find Shore Shooters and Mountainscape through Instagram and Facebook. You can follow Might Sound Wild on Instagram and subscribe on YouTube. All right, this week we're talking about the old saying, the customer is always right and why it is not always the case. And we've been talking about photography examples primarily so far uh, in this episode, but I'm gonna put it to you this way. No matter what kind of business you're in, just think of it this way. Imagine if you were an electrician and you were wiring a house mm -hmm. and the person that you're building this house for who knows absolutely nothing about electricity comes to you and starts suggesting shortcuts on how to do this. Well, you're the professional. You understand electricity. You understand the wiring. You're not gonna just take a shortcut that could kill that person's family by burning that house down. Right. So uh, you, you kind of have to look at that no matter what business you're in. You're still, you may not be risking somebody's life by taking a shortcut, but you are sort of jeopardizing your reputation as the professional in your field. Mm -hmm. And so, ch chances are, yeah, you're, you're the expert in any, any situation here, which yeah. is why they're coming to you. Now, think of it this way. What about, so, so, so taking it back to photographers' experiences, what about when photographers book other photographers? It can either be a really great working environment, a really cool, like almost collaboration type thing, or it can be a nightmare, really. That's that's true, and you know a little more about that than I do because you have you have worked with, you're the one that has all of the professional photographers coming to you wanting you to take pictures of them. And so. I love that, and it's so much fun, especially when you guys can get on the same page with the vision ahead of time. But sometimes what works for you, like what you're able to, um, your end result, like you know how you got there. 
sometimes what works for you is not what they're asking you to do. I've learned that a lot. Like their, their way of accomplishing a certain look, like you guys might be on the same page when you start out. You've made a vision board, you've sent them over all your inspiration, they're really into it. They show up ready to do it, dress the way you asked, everybody's on the same page. But then they can start throwing out things that they want that you know you can't accomplish because that's not how you shoot or that's not how you go about getting it. Especially when it comes to, you know, for example, shooting into the sun or something like that. Yeah. Like you might have your way of making that work, but they might be doing that a totally different way. So they've got like a little bit of a different opinion on how you should be doing it. So I think that goes back to the thing that we've been talking about, especially in that first half of you know what works for you. You know what it takes to get there. Yeah. You have got to somehow set those boundaries and kind of go with what you know. Um, and, you know, the, I've, I've ran into that even with, like, really good buddy photographer buddies. We'll be out shooting, and I just don't understand what it is that what they're, they're doing. doing. Yeah. yeah. And so you, And so in turn, same. I have to back off of them and let them do what they know they're capable of doing. Yeah. And then I you know, have to do it the way that I know so, how to so do it. So kind of be open-minded mm-hmm. and just realize that not everybody does things the same way that right. you do. Yeah, because so I'd say it's a little bit of a, it can be a tricky situation when the customer in this situation is also is an also, expert in yeah. their field. Gotcha. Like you were saying with the electrician, like if an electrician's wiring an electrician's house. They might do it a little different. Yeah, and, he, and they might have suggestions and stuff. But I think at the end of the day, you still have to go with what you know works. And no matter what field you're in. Yeah. So some of that's confidence. Sure. You know, some of that is, I have met a few photographers over the years that lack confidence. And that is usually the source for getting pushed around getting that's that's true getting bullied a little bit the whole customer's always right mentality is like not only in your mind as the entrepreneur but also in the customer's mind yeah you know they've heard it too they've been hearing this forever and they're coming to you thinking like i'm right you know i think i think that's what can kind of come into play later like after the session you know if there's if there's any hopefully not but there's any complaints on their end later, they may have that mindset. The customer may have that mindset that, well, the customer's always right. So I'm going to, you know, complain about this. And then you have to take it a step further, which is to still stick to your guns in a way. And that's why I was talking about in the very beginning of having the appropriate attitude toward it. You don't want to, you don't want to just have your like defense up when someone has to come to you later because yeah. That can happen. I don't know how far along you are in your career if you're listening to this. Chances are there are going to be some issues at some point in your career. Oh, sure. Your photography career, um, a customer can come back. They may have had a different vision for how this was going to turn out. They, they, they've spent a lot of money. So when we talk about the attitude, remember money is different to everyone. It's $400, let's take for example, can mean a whole lot to someone or little to nothing. That's true. And you are not the determining factor on how much that money means to someone. You're not the steward of that money that they gave you. They are. So when they've spent, you know, let's say $400 in this case, if that meant so much to them and they didn't get exactly what they were thinking they were getting for their money, 
they could complain. So you've got to go into it with an attitude of, I want to explain myself without getting run over here. I want to set whatever boundaries you've set on what you're willing to do for them, what you're willing to do to make them happy. I think that's something where the customer's always right is like something that you need to kind of establish in your brain. Like, I think our team deals with this pretty regularly. Oh, I think so too. You know, they, you know, every, every so often there's someone who wants to complain that the outcome wasn't what they thought. Now, depending on those complaints, we have had some false claims. I mean, oh, sure. We've had, um, we've had maybe a mother of the bride or a bride or something complaining about a certain photographer that we knew was really good and yeah. knew they were professional stating that they were late and things like that. And we've busted, outright busted clients lying. Oh, we have. So, we have. Uh, you know, we had evidence that the photographer was there on time and, you know, etc. Yeah. So there's times when you have to put your foot down in a professional way yeah. and say, I am, you know, I always say apologize for them being unhappy because you, you genuinely are sorry that they are not happy. Of course. But then you, then, then it's up to you to say, own up to your own mistakes, or if you know without a doubt that you stand didn't make any saint. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You have to stand your ground. Sorry you're unhappy, but this is what I produce. Or this quality of my work is what's to be expected. Yeah. I can't see, you know, so I think that, that that's when the situation might get a little tricky. Yeah. I, I'm going to give another example of photographer related. Mm-hmm. Um and this was this is kind of another example of being bullied by a client. Mm. Sometimes photographers will let somebody bully them into doing a type of photography that they're not really comfortable with. Yeah, that happens. I, I see that a lot with photographers because we know a lot of photographers because mm-hmm. we have a lot of photographers who shoot for us and. Every photographer sort of has their own specialty. Sure. Some may be some may be really good with couples and not so great with families. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we have some photographers who shoot for us who are phenomenal at doing real estate photography and doing like interior interiors of houses, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So everybody has something they're good at, and then they have other things that they're not so good at. And sometimes a photographer, even though they know they're not so good at something, they'll get contacted by somebody who wants them to do what they're not necessarily good at, and they just don't want to say no. Yeah. And that's... That's kind of a, a different example of the customer is not always right because somebody may see your work as a family photographer and say, oh, wow, they take really good pictures. I want to get them to take interior pictures of my Airbnb. Yeah. And you may not necessarily be good at that. Mm-hmm. And that's another one of those things where you have to go back to the, you, you need to, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, you just need to say, hey, that's not really my specialty. Again, it, it all boils down to confidence. Sure. You have to have the confidence to say, I'm not really this, this type of photographer. Yeah. And, and some other ways to word that is, 
where I shine is X, Y, Z. Yeah. You know, where I'm really good, what you're seeing is because I'm working with couples. That's my specialty. Yeah. That's where I'm good. I am not a real estate photographer. I am not a newborn photographer. And the only way to, to gain that is to say with confidence that you know where you're good and, and where you're yeah. not good. Yeah. Well, you you had a personal example of that not too long ago because you, you did an Airbnb. You took some pictures of mm -hmm. an Airbnb for some people that you know here in St. Augustine. And you said after that, you had a bunch of other people. Yeah. My DMs you. are like blowing up with people who are wanting like the stereotypical right. version of a listing you did, photo. The one that you did was because they didn't want the typical mm -hmm. type of pictures that you would see of a vacation rental. And they explained and, that and we got on the same and page. And that was the reason why you did it. Right. But then other people were coming to you later, correct? Yeah. yeah, and I just had to respond in that same way that I was just throwing out the example. I had to say, I'm it's not, not a, my thing. Yeah, I'm not a real yeah. estate photographer. If you if you want family pictures, I'd love to do those for you, but mm -hmm. I'm I'm not a real estate photographer. And don't be afraid to say I would hate for you to be disappointed. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I don't because the trouble that it's going to be on the on the other end of it is just not worth it. Right, and the, and that kind of goes back to the earlier example of the sunrise and sunset shoots. When I was doing the scheduling for shore shooters, the way I would always explain that to people is we take pride in what we put our name on. And we don't want to put anything out there that doesn't meet our standards. Yeah. And doing a beach shoot at 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. is just not going to produce the kind of quality that we want out there. Yeah, you just kind of use the terms like I can't guarantee my work if exactly. I come to XYZ location. I can't I can't produce the best work. I can't give you what you're wanting, exactly. what I know you want from me if I compromise my times that I shoot or you know just like kind of throw it throw it back to the benefit is for them because I exactly. mean ultimately it is. Right. You're trying to serve them well and you know what you have to do to do that. They do not know. Yeah. That's what I've tried to tell most of our new photographers whenever they struggle with, I can tell when someone's getting bullied at a shoot Yeah. because they almost always have awkward posing and or lighting at the same time. Yeah. And I've, I've went out with photographers before. I'm like, walk me through this shoot. Tell me what happened. Why are all of these people standing awkwardly, you know, in this posing pattern? And almost always they tell me a version of a story where the photo the clients, excuse me, thought it was a good idea yeah. to either stand this way, sit this way. So, you know, they try to have input in their session sometimes. And you have to really, really remind yourself that you're the expert and just let them know that that doesn't work for this reason. Or it doesn't look good. It's not coming to, it's not coming out well. And some of that, again, I hate, hate to keep saying confidence, but if you're lacking confidence in your own ability, you're going to be afraid to say that. Yeah. Because you... I, here, I'll challenge you with this. You think that maybe there's a chance that you're wrong or that they won't understand what you're saying because maybe you lack the communication skills. Sure. Just, they do not know. They don't. <laughs> That's what they I like don't. to tell my our photographers. is like, they do not know what looks good. They can't see what you're seeing right now. Exactly. They don't see them in unflattering positions and like these horrible angles. Yeah. You do. It's your job to give them the best version of sure. themselves. So. Sure. And we've, we've had clients before, again, back to the 
sunrise and sunset thing. We have had clients before who have left us reviews saying, thank you so much for suggesting, for making us get out here at 5.30 in the morning Mm -hmm. because the pictures are so beautiful. We didn't want to get up that early in the morning, but we're glad you told us that we had to do that Mm -hmm. because we love the pictures. Exactly. Yeah. So just always remember you're the professional, but don't, don't say that in an arrogant way. Right. You, you've got to explain it in the right terms of here's the reason why that won't work. Yeah. Having the right a- attitude about it from the beginning is going to help you. And you can always ask yourself that question. Is the customer right? Right. Take exactly. a minute to take a minute to challenge your own thinking when things come up. Sure. Are they right? Swallow your pride. If they are right, absolutely. Sure. Give them what they want. But like this whole episode has hopefully given you some food for thought is they aren't always right. And we're kind of um, trying to encourage you to be able to think about that apathetically and address it if it comes up. All right. Well, hopefully that will help you with your business. And uh, again, we're still looking for photographers for this year. MightSoundWild.co is the application. Also, make sure you sign up for the photo club. Probably going to have some big announcements coming soon. Maybe another retreat coming up in the next few months. And lots more. You don't want to miss out on the things that we have coming up for the Might Sound Wild Photo Club. So go check it out, mightsoundwild.co. If you're liking the podcast, don't forget to leave us a review, a rating, and check back with us next Wednesday for another Might Sound Wild podcast.